Hey, what's going on, man? It's your girl, Tampa Mystic, and we are live on the Industries Most Wanted podcast. Y'all see it back there. Industries Most Wanted. And we are back, man. What's going on? Once again, it's your girl, Tampa Mystic, live right here on the Industry's Most Wanted Podcast. I think we got Florida checking in. Do we got Florida checking in? South Florida checking in? All day, all day. <laughs> What's good, bro, man? Listen, I appreciate you checking in. Um, It's it's all about you. So go ahead and give us that official introduction. What's going on? What's going on? Industry's Most Wanted. It's your boy, Che, from P2 Square, checking in from Dade County, Florida. You know what I'm saying? You don't know what that is. That is Miami. We are in the heart of the city right now. I'm checking in from Camp David Studios, my home studio, where I record also the home of um, Tory Lanez as well, and also his affiliates, and also my other independent comrades who record here and put out other good music, you know what I mean? So shout out to them as well. Facts. Big 305 vibes, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, um, okay. Definitely the studio looks fire. If I, you know, I'm from Florida, you know what I'm saying? I'm from I'm from the 813, you know what I'm saying? Tampa. <laughs> but if I come out there to the 305, I gotta pull up to that studio. It's looking, it's like a whole vibe. I like the ceiling, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it looks fire. <laughs> you gotta pull up. You definitely gotta pull up. You know you're welcome. You're welcome. Yeah. Most definitely. Well, listen, um, I appreciate you again being here. Um, this is not going to be the only time that we connect. Like you said, you're going to be back out here in the A soon and you're going to be sitting right here next to me. We're going to be doing this. But, um, sure. you know, all that to the side, man, like, let's talk about you. Let's let people understand your journey, how you got to where you at, because you ain't just wake up one day and become this dope rapper. Right. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, no. I'm, I'm originally a member of Lost Tribe. You know what I'm saying? Lost Tribe. If you don't know who Lost Tribe is, Lost Tribe was formerly with Slip and Slide Records, you know, wrote a lot of hits for Trina, Trick Daddy, you know. Um, but myself, you know, I just took a different path in a sense where we kind of took a split because yeah. I decided to change my life. You know what I mean? So uh, I given music maybe like a 10 year hiatus, you know. Uh, in a sense to determine not only just the musical path, but also get on a life path because I just, I, it was a lot of stuff going on in my life and it, a change definitely was needed. You know what I mean? So, uh, you know, so here I am back. Here I am back at it, you know? Listen, ain't nothing wrong with that. You know, life happens. We're human. We go through stuff. Sometimes we go through struggles. Sometimes we go through minor setbacks, but that's just, you know, leads into a, a major comeback, right? Um, so I get it all like, and, and we sometimes have to take a step back and handle life stuff and that's okay. And it's not anybody business why you're doing it, you know, how you're doing it. Just know that you're doing something maybe to, to better your situation or, or handle a certain situation. That way you can come back and be bigger than better. You're exactly right about that love. And that's exactly what I had to do. You know, I had to get a sense of foundation up underneath my feet and that foundation of course is my faith you know um it keeps me grounded in the sense of uh knowing not only just who i am but having a sense of direction of my of my purpose you know uh for a minute i was like a piece of paper in the wind not really knowing 
where I wanted to go, what avenue or lane I wanted to go down. But, you know, as I began to get rooted and grounded, I realized that my connection and my desire is really to touch the hearts of people, you know, and um, purpose. Yes. So that's 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 my purpose. My purpose is to really uh, touch the hearts of people. And not only that, to, to create unity, create unity and healing. You know, because there's a lot of wounded people out here. I, I, you know, I changed up my style in a sense just a little bit, not in the sense of conformity, but I, you know, you got to be wise even in this game in the sense of how you want to go about it and who you're trying to reach. So in order for you to be able to spread your message out, you got to kind of either be able to thin it out, stretch it out, dumb it down, whatever you got to do in order to get to the audience that you need to get to. But whatever it is, it needs to be fight. Yeah, absolutely. Because I think a lot of people, not just in music, but in things that they do in life, they overcomplicate it. You know what I'm saying? So like you said, you know, whatever terminology you want to use, whether it's dumbing it down or just toning it down or simplifying it. Mm -hmm. Sometimes that gets the message across a lot easier because, you know, when you're so passionate about what you do, you're going to like break it down in detail. Like you a scientist, you know what I'm saying? And then for some people, they'd be like, what, what is this guy talking about? You know what I'm saying? (laughs) It's true. It's true. It's so true because God bless my grandfather. Who's not here, you know, and I really wish he was here to see like, you know, the path because he told me, you know, what was going to happen in my life and I, his words and that he, his counsel is really what keeps me going and keeps the determination flowing. But it's just like what you said, like, I never forget my first speaking in front of a public, uh, a first public speaking event. And my grandfather was in the crowd. And like, you know, when we got home and everything, he just told me, he said, you know, you had a lot of good things to say, son. But uh, my grandfather wasn't a man of a lot of education. He's from Georgia, you know, from Macon. And uh, uh, he, long story short, he only went as far as the eighth grade. So he said, how about you be able to break that stuff down for a man that's in the eighth grade with a little bit of education? He said, once you be able to do that, son, that's when you got it. So I applied that to everything. Absolutely. You said that was your grandfather? My grandfather. Man, shout out to him because that to me was probably one of the best pieces of advice that he could give you. Just keeping it all the way G because, you know, there's some really intelligent people out here, but they may be intelligent in one aspect, but not another. You get what I'm saying? Like, I'm the type of person that I comprehend better visually. Like, if I sit down and read some stuff and then you go back and quiz me an hour later, I may not have retained it just keeping it all the way G. But if I watch it, Go ahead and give me a quiz. I'm going to tell you everything that happened. You know, I'm I'm more a visual learner. You know what I'm saying? So sometimes when you deliver what you're saying, you have to say it in a more simplified manner. And it's not to to, uh, dumb down what you got going on. It's just to be able to match everybody's vibe that's out there. You know, because like you said, some people may not be quite as educated as others or people learn and hear things in different ways. And, you know, so shout out to you. Shout out to Grandpops. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) All day, all day. God bless him. Like I said, uh, yes. 
she was here, you know, and if he was here, it'd probably make he the. Yes, he, he is. What you talking it. about? He he that's watching right now. He he looking yeah. down and he proud and he's smiling and he said, "That's my boy right there." He <laughs> listened to what I had to say. You know what I'm saying? So that's yeah. really dope. About how old were you when you really started? You know, um, you know, putting music together. I was in the fifth grade. I was fifth in the fifth. Grade? I was in the fifth grade when I first started writing. When I picked so up, you were like ten. Yeah, I was ten when I first started writing. I remember, you know, uh, first writing. Uh, I, first of all, I I used to sneak in the closet. My uncle, because rap wasn't allowed in my house. Okay. Because I had a Christian based home. You know, my grandmama didn't allow it. They said so, no secular stuff. You know. Oh, what I'm you already know. See, look at you know the term. You know the term and everything. <laughs> yeah. Secular, you know. So there was no secular music. So every time we played it, we had to sneak and play it. But my uncle, he used to sneak off to the studio, and my my grandma didn't know about it. So I used to sneak in the closet. And I'd be reading his raps, and when I read his raps, I didn't think they was all that hot, you know. So I um I started by writing uh other. Uh, other artists like you know like nwa and going way started writing their lyrics because i always had this burden you know for justice or what have you to for for them to be balanced you know so my first time ever rapping was actually going around the corner to my boy mark house and him beating on the wall and i was rapping nwa lyrics you know but then after that nwa you too young I listen. It was it was back. You know, I was like, I love I love artists like N.W.A. I love Scarface. You know, I love I love the Ghetto Boys. You know, I, I, love, seen, I seen them in concert. Know? It was a it was a whole vibe. <laughs> right. So so I, I'm into I'm into that 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 groove. You know what I mean? Yeah. But um, like I said, my my boy Mark was the one who really pushed me to battle everybody. Like he would beat on the wall, no matter who came to the house, cause he cut hair. He was the neighborhood barber. And no matter who came to the house, thinking that they could rap and get their hair cut. He was like, okay, when you finish getting your hair cut, he'd be beating on the wall. And we start, and he start rapping and be a battle up, you know? So after that, I just became like a battle rapper for a while. And then I joined the group with my boy Case 100. Shout out to Case 100, real nigga boogie. Um, and um, we was groups since fifth grade battling sixth graders, you know, and that went from that went from there all the way to high school to our first real battle of which, you know, which was at the pack jam. And my grandmama kept me home because I couldn't go. And um, long story short, my boys won, you know, and brought it home, which led to a contract, you know. So uh, but I always had such strict reigns that led to my dreams being diminished. Absolutely. Well, it but the thing is, you overcame any of that. Yes. You pushed through. And that's that's really what it's all about is just overcoming them obstacles, because along our journey, there's going to be a lot of people who try to stand in the way. They don't want you to do this or they think that you could do something different or something bigger or something better. But mm. this is your passion. Like you got to push through all that. And it sounds like you did. Now, let me ask you this. Mm -hmm. um, you named, you know, I listen, I'm, I'm your elder. I'm an OG. I had NWA on a cassette tape, y'all like slick. <laughs> <laughs> nah, for real. Like I was back in the era cause I'm, I'm an OG and I'm a young OG, but listen, I was buying cassette tapes. <laughs> young, beautiful OG. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. 
I try to take care of myself. You know what I'm saying? Right, but, right. Uh, <laughs> you know, like I said, I got to experience seeing Public Enemy, uh, Scarface, you know, the Ghetto Boys, um, you know, Long Live Bushwick. I seen them in concert, Slick Rick, you know what I'm oh. saying? And that was such a vibe. Like, it was so dope because the music they were putting out is so different than what we're hearing now. So this is going to be my question. You from Florida, right? All day. I'm from Florida all day. You know what I'm saying? Okay. <laughs> um, Florida music is very different than a lot of what you just named. You get what I'm saying? Um, well, I think that my music is different from a lot of Florida music. Well, that, that, that's Florida. where I'm going with it. So my right. question is this, being that you sounds like the people that you were inspired by were very different than what we're used to hearing in Florida. Um, mm -hmm. how, how did, how did that happen? You know what I'm saying? Cause you know, being from Florida, a lot of times you might think you might be inspired by the people from Florida, which to say you weren't necessarily, but it sounds like you were more into like maybe West coast and Midwest type music. How did that, how did that come about? Well, like I said, like I grew up, you know, on, on, in Robin hood, which is like close to like, you know, Tutu Ave. And, you know, I lived on the same block as Miami Ike, you know what I'm saying? It was one of the major, you know, drug dealers in Miami. Yeah. And on my block, on my block, it was always a scene. And that scene always had a certain sound, you know what I'm saying? And as a kid, like, I still live on the same block right now. Like, I just came back to Miami and I'm in the house where I grew up at. I can still hear the sound resonating from my block. You know what I'm saying? And that sound has like that 80s sound. It has that disco sound. It has like that Scarface era type of sound. Yeah. And I've always been fascinated by uh, electronic and I've always been fascinated by synth. I've always been also fascinated by heavy bass because mm -hmm. this this home of Uncle Luke. You know what I mean? Shout oh, out to Uncle real. Luke. Shake with you your mama gave So, <laughs> you know, I grew up around DJs. I got a chance, like, God bless the dead, Uncle Al. I got a chance to be able to go to his house while he Amazing. was on here. Amazing. You know what I'm <laughs> right. So, and I also got a chance to be on 909 The Bomb as a young kid. I'm on radio. Wu-Tang's coming through. Not All these different artists that's coming through Miami, I got a chance to even be on the stage with them as a teenager, Man. you know? So... My style is a conglomerate of, I think, my life. What I was going through in my life and the, the music that I attached to, it helped to get my bop going. You know what I'm saying? It helped to, you know, just 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 develop me. And I, I shout out to every artist that paved the way, like your Nas. I love Nas. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I love like Most Deaf and Talib Kweli, artists like that. You know, artists that are really conscious, you know. What um, about Mob Deep? What about those of Mob Deep? Come on, that's that I played that all the time. They I they probably got tired of me in high school when I was on the <laughs> air because all I played too. was the infamous, you know what I'm wow, saying? You know, for real. You the realness, you know what I'm saying? The Damn. infamous, you know. Big so P, P is well, actually it's crazy you say that because P is at prodigy is like my favorite beat one of my favorite pro beat producers. Yes. I started making beats because of Mob Deep. My beat, yeah. I had SP12. I, I had the privilege of using the SP12. I had the MPC Akai. The, the, you know, all of the, 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 the things that, because I, I went up north. You know, I went up north. I lived in Rhode Island also. 
which I oh. got a chance to be around like like um uh ground floor who was um attached to at that time with Tretch OPP. They had yep. a contract with them. So you know, I've been around hit hit maker. I got a chance to go up to Brooklyn because Ryan Leslie, he was in the barbershop with um with with um with Chad Beats before he got signed to to Dr. Dre. Okay. And, and 50 Cent came out. So I was in a cluster of different starving producers and artists that everybody blew up and went their own way. And I was still trying to find my path. You I know? think that's dope though, because you were around so many different styles of music per se yeah it's kind of like a melting pot you weren't just influenced by what was around you in your your neighborhood or your city or whatever like you actually got out there and was you know moving around and you know got to witness what it's like you know up top maybe west coast down south yes, i lived on the west coast too i lived in san diego i went to school in san diego you know i graduated school out in san diego okay. you know so I love the West Coast. Pac is my favorite rapper. You know, I'm influenced by him. It's not, I try to sound like him in my music. It just come out. I'm influenced by, I have like my own style. Like, you know, but the West Coast, I love, I, I, I'm, I'm from the beach from the East. Don't get it twisted. I love FLA, but LA, you know, is also has a place in my heart too, Man. you know? That's Absolutely. <laughs> you know, taking it back 12 years ago when I first started doing this, one of my very first interviews, I don't even know how I did it, but it was with Warren G, right? And it was what? so legendary, you know what I'm saying? Because I was always a fan of Nate Dogg and, and Warren, because Nate Dogg always had such a different type of vibe, his sound. Man, yeah. you're you going to make me want to do a whole old school show. <laughs> <laughs> For real, because like, I remember you know, I don't even know how old I was, but I was much younger. Um, going to the flea market, getting the newest jam. Right. See, but look at look at see Tampa. See what you're talking about. You're talking about era, and you're also yeah. talking about dispensation. Like yeah. the music, like right now. We after you hear it, what what era are you going to relate it to? What dispensation are you going to make the connection with? Right. Absolutely. And and for me. Like I would say from just me personally, because I, you know, I'm I, I'm very transparent. I'm 48, right? Mm -hmm. I'm old enough to be a lot of these rappers' mom, <laughs> you know. So like when I was like 19, 20, I was coming to Atlanta for Freaknik back in the 90s. Like I got oh, to okay, okay. I got okay, to experience Tampa. the real Freaknik. You know what I'm okay. saying? So it was. <laughs> Let us know. You know, and it, listen, I got some incriminating photos that'll never come out. The internet. <laughs> no, not baby. Them are not getting on the internet. Ever. Maybe, maybe once I'm off this earth. <laughs> oh, no. But I, I want to say this, though, like, you know, coming back, coming up here to Atlanta back then, like versus how it is now. Like, I love Atlanta now. Don't get it twisted. That's why I live here. But back then, man, it was just such a vibe. Like, there was no craziness. Like, people were in the streets having a good time, turning up, and there was nobody fighting and acting crazy. It was just a whole vibe. I'm like, man, why can't we Why can't we be like that right now? Like, you know, in, in what you and I do, man, there's just too much craziness. People are ending up locked up, dead, whatever. You know what I'm saying? And it's like... We just we need to stick to 
We need to stick to the script. That's all I got to say, man. People got to learn to stay out of the way a little bit more because I too many of my people that I'm cool with are, are behind the walls right now, you know, just being mm -hmm. in the streets doing crazy stuff. And I don't mean to get off too off subject, but we talking deep. So we going to, you know. But it is true because like even when I came to Atlanta, like one of the one of the one of the biggest advice one of the OGs gave me that gave me a nod was just stay out the streets. Yeah, he be said, careful. Yeah, he said, stay out of the streets because, like he said, he told me, like, there's a duality to you. He said, you'll be able to cross brand and get, get far out here, you know, with the things that's planned. But I need you to stay out of the streets. It's, that's big facts. I don't, honestly, I rarely, rarely go out. Like, you know, I got my own studio, my podcast studio and stuff. And this is where I'm at most of the time. I don't be in the streets a lot just because the knuckleheads out there robbing people and then, boy carjacking is at an all-time high and you could be in the wrong place wrong time and just get struck you know what i'm saying and it's crazy so you know i i, I think fortunately that's what social media and the internet is such a blessing for because it allows us to reach out to the world without actually having to be out there all the time in a lot of the craziness right. that's going on um so you was out yeah. here recently um you coming back soon you know it sounds yeah. like that you are really making sure that you're doing the proper steps to get your face and your name out there because that's what you got to do like you know of course social media is a great platform but you do have to step out from time to time you know what are some of the things that chase doing to make sure that people understand who you are oh man we have i have quite a bit of things going on in the sense of working on this documentary project i began while i was out in the a you know what I'm saying? And also shout out to Will Hustle TV, who's helping me with this project. Um, we're also working on another reason why I'm coming back to uh, Atlanta is because I'm taking a role in film, you know, doing getting involved with film. And um, so it's all about the message and these messages in these different films throughout the role. It's also connected to portions of my life, um, being an artist, also being former military and an activist. Okay. So um, I was found suit to be in the in this particular. I don't want to give the drop on it, but uh, one of the things that I'm doing is, like you said, creating more visual uh, yeah. content. You know how does not? I wouldn't say propaganda, but I would use the opposite form of propaganda to get the message out. You know, in a sense of reality, real world, my thoughts and 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 through acting, through film, and so on and so forth. So that's what's getting ready to pop off in Atlanta very soon. Man, that's dope, bro. Like one thing about us and what we got going on, we gotta have multiple hustles, man. We can't just do one thing out here. Yes, yes. So, uh, you know, you know, I like I said, coming out to Atlanta this trip. You know, we we me and you know the backdrop. We had a little, you know, bumps and bruises. But I tell you, even in those days when I had the bumps and bruises, I had blessings and blessings. You know, absolutely. So, um, you know, I got a chance to connect with Drummer Boy while I was out there. You know, I'm listen, pause for one second. I'm so uh, glad. I knew you were going to talk about that. that that's Wait. my dog. I sent the other guys over there. So I'm glad that they they put you on game because when uh most wanted player music group was here, I told him I said drummer boy's got a pop-up shop today. And uh -huh. I told Emac Money, I said he got a pop-up shop today. So I, I seen that you were there as well. So I'm glad that they passed well, that one. Me, me and Emac Money. Me and Emac Money have the same hustle. That's Will Hustle TV. You know what I'm saying? So due to the fact that we working with the same guy, it's like we moving circular. You know what I mean? Yes. So 
chances are if you see Emac at a show, you're going to see me at a show. You see me at a show, you're going to see Emac at a show. You know what I mean? I think that's dope. I love Emac because he, he I got do a lot too. of now. We go back like a decade. Slick. <laughs> for, for real, I've known Emac for probably 10 Shout years. out to Emac. Shout out to Emac all day. That's my dog. I like, I like, I love Emac. You got a beautiful, I told the dude he got a good spirit. You he know, does, um, man. You in, it's natural. Everything you say, you ain't you ain't extra with it. It's just you, and I love that about him. It's beautiful. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I agree. Like he's one of those artists that I could work with all the time because mm -hmm. what I do being I'm I am a radio personality here in Atlanta, and of course I do the podcast and interviewing and stuff. So I encounter thousands of artists. You know what I'm saying? And right. Man, sometimes some of the energy is just so terrible. Like they have such a sense of arrogance about them. And I'm like, who are you? You know what I'm saying? But you get like Emac that I've been rocking with for at least a decade, maybe even more. And that's because, like you said, he has such an amazing spirit. Like he's he's the type of person you want to be around. And I'm catching the same vibe from you because at the end of the day, nobody wants to be around somebody who got a terrible attitude or always has negative energy or just is looking an asshole. For, you know, we don't want to deal with like that. going on tour with that boy. I'm looking forward to going on tour with him and doing, you know, little projects here and there, whatever we can get together to make a beautiful sound, you know, as long as it makes sense. But uh, like I said, you know, we have we one thing I've noticed is the different places we popped up. We have a conglomerate energy that resonates with people that make them want to reach out and Absolutely. say, hey, what's up? You know, and I like that about him. You know, yes. it's a vibe killer. You know, you, you, it's a chance. Some people be in the room and they just ruin the opportunity because they, they energy's off and they disconnect it. You know what I'm saying? But the thing about Emac is, like you said, you notice how we, we popped up together. You know, yes. we popped up. So, that's that says that I'm not trying to outbeat you. I'm not trying to outdo you. We came here together and we was both on the Def Jam listening to it together. Yes. You know, so that that right there is love. You know, even yeah. even with even with my billboard situation, Eba Emac was the one who was holding me down with that to make sure that I got what I need to get, you know. Yeah. So yeah, that's love. Yeah. That is love for sure. And and I'm glad that you connected with Drummer Boy. Drummer Boy and I've been rocking probably for a decade as well, for a long time. And he's one of the just most humble, down yes. to earth. Yes, man. I, I love him. Like, that's my bro for life right there. You, I'm going <laughs> to just say this real quick. I'm going to say it on camera. When I was talking to Drummer Boy, like, I slowed down, right, in the sense of my approach and dealing with people and even trying to even be less with my words. But when I talked to Drummer Boy, I felt like I still need to bring it down some more. And it's good to be around people like that because, dog, like, that's humility. Yes. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's not saying because you're quiet, but it's it was his direct, his, his direct approach, yes. you know, in meeting him. And I found that being a vibe, you know what I mean? Something to take from, it's you know. It's inspiring. Yes. It yes. is. And he's like that all the time. Like, when I first moved here back in 2013, he, I, I was doing artist showcases and he used to pull up all the time. He wouldn't even tell me he was coming. He would just pull up just to support. And I'm like, this is a platinum producer. He ain't got to be here. So yeah. it's <laughs> that's, what, Tampa, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's what I was saying to myself. Remember, I missed the, the whole interview and I end up with Drummer Boy because you said Emac. Yes, exactly. You know exactly. So, <laughs> so now look, he ain't even had to take the time. Woody, whoop, nothing. 
Yeah. I'm but, glad it worked out. I'm glad yeah, it worked yeah. out because, yeah. you know, I'm a big believer that God sometimes is going to intervene for some reason or another. Um, and we can't look at, look at you. Like, what if you would have been on your route here and something bad would have happened? You get what I'm saying? Like God right. intervened for a reason. We cannot right. question that. We just got to always find the good in every situation. You know what I'm saying? So, hey, we're here right now and we are going to get it in, you know, in person when you come back. So, you know, it's all good. It's all love. You know what I'm saying? Just everything happens for a reason. I'm a, I'm a believer that, you know, we have to pull the good in every situation. Too yes, many people focus yes. on the negative of, man, I can't believe this happened. No, there's a reason why it didn't happen. One, of the, things, that out. one of the things my father always taught me, he said, my spiritual father, he said, look for God in it all. Yes. Just for God in it all. Like, no matter what it is, look for God in it. But God. You, if you look for him in it when you think it's the worst of things, you'll pull something out of it that's like gold. It's treasure. Because there's always treasure in the trash. Man. And so, you know, when it, when he put it to me in that manner, it kind of just toned and, and, and uh, soothed my fire a little bit to take a little a, a different approach, you know? Absolutely, because at the end of the day, we don't get our blessing from no man. We get them from God. Period. 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 Shout out, shout out to my business partner, Shot Cypher, checking in. That's All my right. that's my business partner for <laughs> ever. He and I, we 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 publish our Grind Report magazine every month for Ooh. about a million years now. We got to get you in the magazine, bro. Oh, look at you! Oh, look at you! Look at you! Look at you! <laughs> We got to get you in the magazine. I'm just saying, like, me and my business partner, and we put out hard copies. It ain't, it's, we do. That thing looks fire. Look, like, you got to see this. Like, that thing looks fire. I need that. Yes. I just need to cover. I need that whole, I need that in like a 12 by 12, 15, 20 by 4 by 24 or something, you know? And it's official. Like, it's. Look at you. We put out that quality. Because it's official because you they got you cut out to the left, huh? Yeah, big facts. We put out we put out all that quality. Oh, look, look, Dave Skills checking in, and I'm showing the magazine right now. That's fire. Yes, That's fire. Yo, that magazine is hard. I listen. I appreciate that. You know, shout out to Shaw Cipher, man. That's been my shout business out to partner. What's good, yes. Shaw? Um, yeah, see, issue 83, we about to publish issue 83. We've been doing this a long time. You know, there is not too many independent magazines that can say they put out 83 issues. That's consistency. So we're going to get you in there. Facts, <laughs> man. Um, so listen, I know we got a couple of your songs. Um, I just want to say real quickly, shout out to everybody checking in. We're live on multiple platforms. We're live on two Facebook pages. We're live on Twitter. We're live on Twitch. And we're live on YouTube. Everywhere. So where we're where we are where the only place we're not is instagram because instagram don't allow us to use this platform to stream on the, their platform yet but that's okay mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying we everywhere else with it um so i just wanted to give a quick shout out to everybody checking in uh but without further ado man we about to check out one of your records it's called groove um you know talk to us a little bit about it what, what does this song mean to you oh man this 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 it's just simply about like life, like getting in the groove, getting back in the groove. Like every now and then you just lose your groove, you know? So sometimes you just need a good partner, you know, yeah. to just in a sense, just keep it moving with. So groove is just that song. It's that song you can, you can put on the radio, no, no matter who you ride with, sliding with, and it's just a moment, you know what I'm saying? 
Facts. Absolutely. And you do. Sometimes you need someone else to bring that out in you because we are human. We all, what is the word I want to say? We all like have our moments and our days where we're just off and out of our groove. And sometimes it takes someone to put us back in check. You know what I'm saying? To get us back in our groove. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So um, we about to check it out. Who produced it? Actually, this produced this production is by myself. So, okay. you know what I'm saying? So hopefully, you know what I mean? We're going to see. We're going to see. We got who, a good. Who engineered we, it for you? Actually, this it, this track was engineered by my homeboy, Finn Yan on the mix. You know what I mean? So shout out to Wave Center. He engineered it. But the mastering itself was done by myself and by Low Key here at Camp David. Okay, dope. Well, we about to check it out. Listen, anybody that's tuned in, checked in. If you rocking with the record, go ahead and throw up, excuse me, throw up them fire emojis. You know what I'm saying? Let us know what you think. Oh, yeah, it's groovy. Got on time to be stepping slow. Got a move, you know, you got to stay on the go. Why don't you get up and dance for us? The vision's clear and I see it nearer. I got a ton of vision and I see it clearer. Like a telescope, I'm looking beyond more. Doing my best, trying to shoot for the star. Definitely got that Tupac vibe. I'm just saying. Love it. Appreciate it. Oh, that's what we doing with it. definitely slick first and foremost gave me that pock vibe i just gotta say that you know what i'm saying like yeah, you said, let me tell you dev jam when that came on for the dev jam dev jam review like they wanted to play it back immediately the first verse wasn't even done i was like no no we gotta let it play i got more to play you know but i think like they let me know right then and there that groove was a banger so it threw me off because i wanted to drop groove like coming out of the Def Jam review, thinking like, okay, once I get with Tampa and I had his interview, like I'm gonna drop this thing. You know what I mean? But now tonight, 
after seeing your response, oh, I'm dropping this. Man, it is so dope because, you know, again, you know, anybody that may have tapped in a little bit late, like I came from a totally different era of hip hop because I'm a lot of these artists elder. I'm old enough to be a lot of they mama. You know what I'm saying? Uh -huh. um, <laughs> so it's like I came from an era like we were talking about earlier, like a heavy influence for me was like N.W.A. and, you know, Tupac. Of course, I cried the day he died. My first tattoo I ever got said Thug Life. It was on my ankle. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it's like I came I came from an era of where that was just a heavy influence for me. So that song took me back there. Uh -huh. It had that vibe with a modern twist, if that makes sense. It sounded like it was that, you know, mid-90s pock sound, but with a modern twist to it. It was fire, well, bro. I appreciate, like, I appreciate that. Like, you don't know, like, a lot of my homeboys, they tell me, like, dog, you can't stop. Like, you sound like Pac, what he would have been like if he was alive. Like, so your sound resonates with us, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah, man. So speaking of that, man, I want to shout out my homeboy Grease, Grease two two fifteen. You know what I mean? Who now I could be, I could be in ATL. He gonna shoot me a text and and tell me, hold your head up, boy. I need you to make it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So shout out to my man Morris. You know what I mean from two two and fifteen. Facts, man. That's the type of people you want to keep around you. People that's gonna consistently uplift you in that genuinely want to see you win because there's a lot of people out here sometimes it be the people wearing the same jersey as you if you get right. what i'm saying that want to they don't want to see you win right right, that's, right that's the sad part like sometimes it be the closest people to you the people that you think's on your team be the ones praying on your downfall so when you find those genuine people that really want to see you win, man. Keep them people close, near and dear to your heart, and give them their flowers now. It is dude, exactly. That's key, love. That's key, giving it to them right now. A lot of times, people think that you know you got time. You don't have you don't have time like that. Because a lot of people, everybody got something going on. Facts. You know, so what your goings may lead you to, it may not bring you back. So I agree with you. Like I said, God intervened for a reason that you wasn't able to make it over here. He <laughs> intervened for a reason. You know what I'm saying? It and I don't know why, but it happened. You know? It happened, you know, and like you said, the only the only, only guarantee in life is that our clock is going to expire at some point in time. We just don't know when. That is so true. You know, so yeah. love on the people that are, that are loving on you. Um, but we got one more song. Is it cool that we check out this other record? Let's go ahead and do it. So... Uh, it's called Overtown Hop. Is that the name of it? Well, the track is actually called Staying Alive Overtown Hop. Staying Alive. And the reason why the reason why I added the Overtown Hop to it is because I put this record out on radio on Two Box One Point One FM back in June. And um, long story short, I didn't hit the gas, and then you know, Cali came out with Staying Alive. Right. But my song has more so to do with the culture of Miami. It's Overtown, you know. Yeah. Um, Overtown was the home of like legends like Irk and Jerk. Yes. And Irk and Jerk, Irk, if you remember Irk and Jerk, Irk and Jerk actually brought that LA vibe over here through their dressing, their style, because they was like, uh, they were dressed like digital underground back in the right. day. Right, right, absolutely. Right. So when you see the old, the Overtown Hot video, they actually looking like Humpty in them, you know? So this video is just, 
I mean, this song rather is dedicated to the dance and for the era, but also a song for the city. Man, that's dope. Well, we about to check it out. Before we do that, let's just go ahead and let everybody know that's tuned in or may check this out later because it will stay permanently on my Facebook and on my YouTube channel. Where can they keep up with you at, bro? Yes, you can tap in with me. You can follow me on Twitter, P2Q-U-A-R-E. That's P2Square. Um, che Every Day on Twitter. On IG, it's P2Q-U-A-R-E. Any, anywhere you want to find me, you want to Google me, P2Q-U-A-R-E, P2Square. And, and that is the name of also my group, family, brand, company. But I am Che out of P2Square. So most definitely, um, I know you got a lot of people that are probably showing you love, supporting the movement. Anybody that you want to go ahead and give some flowers to, shout them yeah, out. I definitely do. Shout out to my mom, J-Dog, you know what I mean? Because I know she probably tapped in. She said she was setting her time and her reminder, you know <laughs> what I'm saying? Shout out, to, shout out to my right hand, my left hand, all about LP, you know what I'm saying? My songbird, any track, anything I got going on, everything, all a part of my life is supporting me. And shout out to my Yoda, you know, Yoda, El Loki, Camp David Studios, all the independent artists that's in Camp David Studios that's grinding. Because, yo, listen, we got some dope artists. Like, there's some dope, dope artists that rock out of Camp David Studios. And I feel like they need to be seen, too. So shout out to all of them from New Barn, you know what I mean, to Mike Martinez and all of them. I want to give y'all boys y'all props because I feel like y'all do. Hold your camera up. I want to see behind you a little bit. Oh, yeah, that's a vibe right there. This is the command center. We're in the command center. As you can see, that's the chair. That's Back a vibe. I want to see the ceiling, though. Hold, hold, Turn it around. Yeah, that's fire right there. See? That's, so, a, that's the architecture right there. <laughs> the booth is back here. I started to do the interview back in the booth, but you said you wanted back, a white background. But, you know, the grand piano and stuff like that is in there with the drums and all that. You know? Yeah, that looks... Yeah, to give us a quick little tour, if you don't mind. Like, you can walk us over there. Camera around. Let's see, camera. Give us a little tour. Uh, no, my bad. Let's see if I can switch this camera around. All right. So here is the booth. Oh yeah. yeah, that's not that what? That's the booth? This is the booth. Whoa, that's hard. You could do a dope video in there. Yeah, and so you know when you come down the hall. Like I said, this is Oh, let me see them plaques. Hold on now. Pump your brakes. I want to see the that's plaques. The that's the Yoda right there. Okay. You know so this is my home, this camp, you know, and as you can see, so, and the plaques just go on. Oh, man, Tory Lanes. okay. So he, uh, he put he put them plaques on the wall. Uh, man, yeah. that's, that's, listen, bro, how inspired do you get when you walk in there and see that? Honestly, uh, um, I've, been, I've been inspired ever since God opened the door, you know, um, because I came here on a dream. Yeah. I really on a dream. I was in Connecticut and I left Connecticut saying that I'm going to go back to Miami and I'm going to find me an engineer. Yeah. You know? And it that's, happened. That's a fire it, it, studio. I can see you catching a vibe in there for real. Yeah. So it's two sides here is this is Camp David. And then you have green top. Tory does the majority of his work on the other side, which is green top. 
Gotcha. That's where a lot of my, I would say my training took place by myself because I got a chance to record in the J room. I was in there like every day, like for a whole year straight. And people know it because I was putting it in my stories. You know, I have like, I have, a, I have at least over 20 albums. You know what yeah. I mean? I'm ready to go, you know? So, uh, but then like once Tory started on his album, I had to come, I came back over here because time and space got a little limited between him and his artists and stuff having to work. So yeah. I came brought it back over to Camp David, which is where the door opened for me. And I've been over here rocking with my sensei since, you know, and I call him that because, you know, in life, you need one person to believe in. You, yeah. you just need one person. That's and, right. that, and that one person going to make sure not only do you look right, they're going to make sure you sound right, act right. And when you get off track, they're going to remind you of how you started. So I give, a shout, I give a shout out, you know what I'm saying, to, to, to low key because, you know what I'm saying, he's just a dope individual. And we, yeah. we, and we just got a good chemistry when it comes down to me getting in the booth and doing what I got to do and him allowing me to do that and come out and us work together. You know, Man, that's a blessing. You, you got to have people in your corner like that. That's like we said earlier, that's going to keep you in check or help you get your groove back. You know what I'm saying? Because, again, we're human. Sometimes we you know, we fall out a little bit off our groove and we, you know, get out of our mojo a little bit. We got to have someone that's going to put us in check and bring us back. Mm-hmm. All day. And um, like I said, coming over here is, um, I don't know, I just, when I when I got back over on this side from after the year that I spent in Green Top Studios, it was like something happened. It's like yeah. all of it came together. Everything came together like the styles and who I, who I was and, you know, cause I'm an activist as well. And a lot of things had happened in the period of time while I was writing this music. But like I said, it all came together when I began to find like a, a sense of purpose, you know, yeah. it, it, it just came together. And then my style came together. My music became more easier to even create as well, you know, but I give, I give credit also to credit where credit is due. Because working with the engineer that is able to produce, help you get out what the sound that's in your head, that's key. So that's why I give credit to, you know, to Loki, you know, and, and, and you know, in this degree, I'm kind of under his tutelage the same way he was under Scott Storch because he was under Scott Storch for years okay. oh. before he started his studio. So Camp David is going on 25 years in the making. That's major. Know? That's major. And that's that's key, man. You got to have. Uh, engineer who understands your sound and the sound that you want to put out because you can hear it in your head as an artist you can hear that in your head but it's it's like you can't really explain a sound you got to have someone who understands what you want and that can actually bring it to life because you know honestly the the engineer is the one creating a lot of the magic you can be a dope artist but that the the engineer waves their little magic wand and boom you got to hit <laughs> 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 and that's what it is so before we get into this record the last thing that we got to do man big shout out to Che checking in he out there in the 305 you know what I'm saying yeah, Dade County Dade County. County Florida all day you know what I'm saying we, we can resonate on a lot of stuff because I'm so Florida to heart but um, last but not least man you gotta let the whole world know what makes you the industry's most wanted I'm the now I'm not next I'm the now Mm. You know, it's been a long time coming. Um, once the floodgates open, it's a flood. You know, just expect it to be like the do the days of Noah. 
you know, it's just going to rain, it's going to rain, it's going to rain, you know. So uh, I know that in the time and in the culture that I'm in, I also have other people that are watching me, such as other artists, that are, that I'm going to be true to my word. Yeah. And, it but, and, and once I bust it wide open, we're going to make it make sense. Man, yeah. there you go. And that's that's major key alert. Every move you make and everything you do has to make sense, period. Otherwise, mm-hmm. we, we can't we can't fool around with it. We wasting time and we ain't got no time to waste. As we said earlier, hey, we're on the clock right now. We don't know when it's going to stop for us. Mm-hmm. So we're That's- about to get into this next record. Um, did you write this record or how did it come together? And I just came to the studio. I gave Low the I emailed Low the beat and I just told him we sat in here like our usual routine. He played a beast for about three minutes and I go in the booth and do what I do. There you, you go. Know? Um, and it just came out because immediately, like I say, it's just a straight up groove. It's it's yeah. a, it's just a different groove, but I think you're gonna like this. It's gonna bring you back to your freak meet days. Listen, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, those were the days. Don't get me started. Like, whoo, freak Nick. I'm so glad that I got to experience that. That's all I'm going to say. I'm so, I feel so blessed that I was able to experience that. That's what's up. up. (laughs) That was a long time ago. Um, But yeah, we about to get into this record. Before we do and before we get up out of here and listen to this record, is there anything else that you want to leave the people with? Yes, I want to say get ready for like I said, the floodgates to open starting tonight, starting tonight. Every single day this week, there will be a new song dropping. There's a new song dropping every day this week. At first, I, at first, I just I thought about an album, and I thought about an album, and I was like, you know what? People don't really listen to albums no more. People got playlists, especially females. You know how y'all do. Y'all don't listen to albums unless it's a love album. Y'all put your playlist together and y'all good forever. Y'all That's listen sex. to playlists for about 10 years straight before y'all scrap that playlist. No, I'm just that- trying to get it. I'm trying to get in your playlist. That's what I'm trying to do. You know that's, what I'm saying? That's a good piece of advice to give somebody. You know what I'm saying? Because you're right. Playlisting is definitely a huge thing right now. And on my phone, I got two go-to playlists for when See? I go to the gym. Those are my oh, okay. go-to. I, I ride listening to them, you know, so you're absolutely right. You know, um, my significant other, he tuned in listening right now. He's an artist as well. And, you know, mm-hmm. we just had this same discussion recently. He was thinking about putting an album out. And I told him instead of doing the album, why don't we just do one song? And that's now, what we're doing. I, I, I'm being honest with you. I was on the phone on the line with uh, Moot Got The Keys Jumping, who's 36 Black Sand with NBA Young Boy and everybody. Rod Wade, that's my brother. Shout out to Moot. We got several albums and stuff together that's unreleased. And one of the things we had a talk about with all these artists, because he was in the midst of picking five artists, three of them in which to uh, do a feature with Major Nine and submit the song to a major label. And then two of them he was going to take on for himself to do like five songs. So we was just spitting game to artists that was on the line that, in a sense, uh, the one of the artists says, what's better, an album or an artist? And he's, I mean, an album or a single. And so one of the things that kept resonating coming out from industry people as well as producers was that you're going to think about it like this. If a label spend money on one song versus an album, think about it. If this album don't pop, it's a flop. But if this song pop, then here goes 60 million. So right. it makes 60 million. And even young, I'm straight up. 
Even Drummer Boy gave me that game. Drummer Boy gave me that game too. You know what I'm saying? Like this one, people don't think like producers, shout out to the producers that do what they do. They deserve their money. They deserve their hire. But when you think about it as an artist, even if a producer's charge you 10 stacks, you're going to turn around and make 60 back if you fire. You're going to make 60 to 60 mil, depending on how fire the track is. So, you know what I mean? So, yeah, I would say stick with the singles. Me, but what you do is you turn around. I'm not going to tell you what I do or how what I'm about to do until it's done. But I will say playlisting is where it's at. No, absolutely. I I couldn't agree 100%. Playlisting is definitely where it's at. And, you know, artists, you know, stop worrying about trying to get on FM radio because until you you get a name, it's not going to happen anyway. It's just, it's too political because it's too much of a risk. Oh, my gosh. Now you're going to have to say that show until we meet live because now you're getting into something totally different of which being (laughs) on it's... Facts. We can do a whole nother show, but man, right now we about to get into this record. Um, I appreciate you being here tonight. Thank you for taking the time to, you know, stop through. Thank us. You. It's such a pleasure to have you here. Um, but go ahead and introduce this record. Listen, we stand alive out here at 305. It's Overtown Hop. It's your boy Che on the check-in. Y'all enjoy this record because we staying alive. Oh. Oh, big fix. that's too hard Slick has a little bit of a drill vibe to it. There's got to be a dance called the Overtown Hop. Show it to us real quick. Oh. 
Man, man, oh man, that was, <laughs> I don't even know what to say about that right there. That had and I mean this in a good way. It had so many different things going on from the staying alive. But I'm OG. I know about that staying alive. But it also had, like I said, almost like a drill beat type vibe to it. But it just had that really up tempo. Like that'll put you in a good mood. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm glad because that's what wow. I do. That's what that's what this era, this 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 album I got that well this playlist album I'm putting together. I'll put it like that. It's called 1735. And basically, it is an era like where that I studied music, which is around like the, the 70s and the 80s, like the late 70s going into the 80s. We're in that period right now where you're starting to see people take on identities. And some people you might call them weird, but and then, but they're just expressing their true selves. Yes. Music took on its pure form in the 80s. Yes. You had more messages of different types, but the people, you could tell the era that it came from. Yes. So th this project, as you listen to Groove and you listen to Overtown Hop, you hear the sounds in it. Yes. It's bringing it up to date. It's bringing it to the now, you know? To bring that groove back, to bring that sense of joy, bring that happiness, dance back. And it don't have to be all violence. I mean, you could get down to it if you have to, but every party doesn't have to end in a shooting. I, listen, I agree. I agree. And that's what I was saying about that first song. That first song took me back to like that mid 90s sound. But it didn't sound like a dated song, if that makes sense. It sounded like a <laughs> yes, it that's sounded a like a current song. But it took me back to that '90s. But then we put this Overtown Hop on, and it took me somewhere completely different. Like you sounded totally different on those two songs. And you know, anybody that ever tunes in and, and looks at any of my interviews, I'm a big advocate of that. You know, you gotta switch your flows up, and you know. Don't you don't want to sound the same all the time because then it becomes boring. You become complacent. You know what I'm saying? So, man, big shout out to you, bro. Like you got some fire records for real. Appreciate that. I appreciate that. And one of the things, like, like I said, like I, I, I love the compliment, even when people would say, like, I sound like Tupac, but I don't take that to heart in a sense where I'm gonna cultivate my style around that because of he was he was him and like you know um me you know yeah and I that. You just got to find a way also for it to resonate with the people because if the people like you for that, you just, you find your style and Absolutely. that's just that's your style. And, and don't be afraid to express yourself through that style and reinvent, you know, not necessarily reinventing the wheel, but just keep the wheel rolling. Just get some different rims, put some different tires on. Right. You got to figure out a way to keep it true to who you are, but deliver in a way that's going to resonate with what people want to hear today. Yes, ma'am. And I yes. think you, I think you nailed it. I think you absolutely you delivered who hey. you are, but it's gonna resonate because really, truth be told, 
the major players of who is getting the music viral is the younger generation. That is true. Through TikTok, Instagram, the social platforms, them teenagers, maybe early 20s, like that's the major any race too, really black, white, Asians. It's just that age bracket. I don't know what we call them. The, the younger generations, the youngins. That's what y'all to me. The youngins. Hungry. Everybody hung. Everybody is hungry. Like there's no slowdown, you know, and there's no, there's no um real hindrance in a sense yeah. where I just, I just put it just like that. It's like, there's no real hindrance. It's hindrance. It's like my mind is made up. It's the, my mind is made up generation, Yeah. you know? And, you really can't change that, you right. know? And it's and the thing about it too, it's becoming a proven track record because look at you, look at how you're talking about the generation. Yeah, no, absolutely. And really to be, keep it all the way, gee, you know, like I said, you know, I'm 48 years old. I feel like I'm 21, you know what I'm saying? Cause I eat right and I exercise and all that. But really what's keeping me young at heart is what I do, I work with so many young artists and being able to tap into their world and be accepted into their world. That's what drives me. That's what motivates me. I want to say this to you openly and I want you to take this in a polite manner. You're not connecting with a number. You're connecting with a spirit. Yes, absolutely. I, I, I you know what I'm yes. So we start talking about like whatever your spirit look like, that's what your age going to look like. Nah, for real. And and I now nah, we about to get real deep. No, no, no. You get what I'm coming from? No, if you, absolutely. If you down all the time, guess what? Your spirit gonna go right down. It's gonna it's gonna decrease the numbers. You know what I'm saying? So now you're gonna start looking 99 before it's time. <laughs> right. We ain't trying to be all wrinkled up with gray hair, honey. We trying to keep it youthful. <laughs> <laughs> that's facts well listen bro it was such a pleasure i had a lot of fun um definitely when you come back out here to the a make sure you hit me up you know we'll do this in person and uh, tell everybody one more time where they can keep up with you yeah this this again one more time it's your boy che from p2 square follow me on ig it's p2 q u a r e don't mix me up with P square. It's not P S Q U A R E. And there's not an S after the two. It's P two Q U A R E. And you can find me on every platform. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. Most definitely. Well, listen, appreciate you being here. Thank you, everybody who took the time to tap in, whether you came from Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, or YouTube. Appreciate y'all being here. But we better get up out of here, y'all. Definitely. And I want to give thanks to God and also just give thanks to you for having me. Of course. You know what I mean? And everybody that logged in to show love, you know what I mean, is duly noted and I appreciate you. Most definitely. We up out of here, y'all. Yeah.